0: well hello there welcome back welcome back from wherever you were and i'm also partially welcoming myself back from where i've been oh was that loud? Oh well. Welcome to the podcast, Citizen Reporter. I am Mark Fonseca Renderu. I'm also known as Bicycle Mark. Not just on the internet, even out on the street, people sometimes call me Bicycle Mark or B Mark. That that one's really been growing the last few years. I think for the brevity, the whole brevity thing. Man, uh, this is a podcast. It's uh, it's been so for the last. I can't count 13 years, maybe 13 years. This podcast has been around, I think longer, actually, Uh, somebody, I need an intern to do calculations, or I can just ask my Amazon system over there. I don't want to say the name because you know what happens when you say the name. She talks, or he talks, or it talks. Uh, So yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, I was last with you in Portugal, in Uganda. It's kind of a a split between Portugal and Uganda. And now I am joining you from my home, the home studio in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Some of you might be new and you might go, oh, he lives in the Netherlands. He doesn't sound Dutch. This is because he isn't Dutch. Dutch he is portuguese american american portuguese uh this is, people put so much importance into these things you know like it's it's august right and uh it's it's now the anniversary or the birthday or the the i don't know some some celebration perhaps because it's been 17 years this is the beginning of my 17th year in this country it's crazy Think of all the things that you've done in 17 years. Maybe some of you have only been alive 17 years. Good job, you got through the 17. Uh, some of you have perhaps raised. This one occurs to me a lot as an adult. You could have, ra- I could have raised a teenager who's almost an adult, pretty much at this point, 17 years. I mean, I would have been a horrible dad back then because I mostly lived like a student because I was a student. But never mind. So um, it's 17 years since I've been here. And uh, what I remember that still happens sometimes and is one of my least favorite things is when people meet you in this city. It's good that people can still meet. You can make new friends, but they'll always, after they say something like, what's your name? Which is nice that we can still start maybe with that. The second question is often, where are you from? To which I often think to myself, oh, come now, does it really matter? Does that, is that going to impact Can we still communicate if you don't know where I'm from? You could figure out uh, other things about me, what I like, Mm, where I live now. We We could focus on the present a bit more. But these attempted connections that people try to make, I don't know. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. Actually, you know, when I really like someone and I've just met them, one of my acts of kindness towards them is not to ask, where are you from? Because I know that identity is much more complicated and furthermore i don't i don't need to make any assumptions i want to just learn i would want to just enjoy uh, so where you're from at some point is nice to talk about can be but i don't want any of this my second question to you is where you're from oh, okay now i know who you are because that actually is the wrong way to know who somebody is Uh, at least in the first question. All right, that's my theory on friendships, especially in a city where people indeed come from many different places. Um, It almost becomes the norm, so people also enjoy the whole, where are you from? Oh, New Jersey. Oh, I know stuff about New Jersey. Where are you from? Mexico? Oh, I know all about Mexico. So people like to do that. It's a way for people to connect. I understand why it happens, but I feel that there are so much more exciting and rewarding ways To connect with one another and to be kind to one another, which is part of the joy of uh, human contact. Yes, I've been reading some books lately that make me think about this. So after a brief moment, I'll be right back. I'm going to tell you uh, things on the agenda today. I'm just back from Berlin. Maybe I'll talk about that. Uh, Source code Berlin, the podcast. Talk about that. Uh, There's a trip to Japan coming up. Got to talk about that. Tuesdays with Maury. I think it's a book from the 90s, but I read it this weekend, and I want to talk about that, which comes with a little bit of how we think, the way we think, which I've kind of started with as today's theme. I don't know, like, it's, it's one podcast, but I think this is going to become a topic that I keep coming back to, how we think, why we think, the way we think, and what can be done about it, what should be done about it, what does it all mean anyway? All right, first, some quick theme music from a musician that is surely one of my friends. there's Minor Sailor, who I met back in Paris years ago, and who gave his blessing also years ago to use his music on the podcast. I highly recommend Minor Sailor. It's it's music that is so useful in so many different kinds of moods and situations, including podcasts. Uh, So I'm just back from Berlin, and as you surely know, I go to Berlin as often as I possibly can. Uh, sometimes because there is work to be done there and sometimes just because the soul demands it the heart demands it berlin is one of those places uh, like i need recharging i need to have contact with it so that i can be i don't know at peace imbalance let's use the word imbalance or the term uh so i went there and uh we saw lots of friends made new friends and it's still, you know, it's a, still a city with a lot of magic or a lot of heart. And I say still because, you know, time is passing. People come from all over the world and different kinds of interests take root in, in our cities, including in Berlin, including here in Amsterdam. And not everybody is about the heart. Not everybody's priority is this human contact, this this healthy life. Some people are in it for money some people are in it for glory i don't know but it's there are other forces at work in this life um pushing let's say pushing culture pushing people and above all kind of walking all over that that wonderful side of of life that isn't necessarily about money and things so anyway um berlin still has that heart thankfully uh even as all those other interests are coming in and pushing, stretching the spirit. The spirit still manages to survive. It is strong. It is strong. Maybe that's also something to sort of keep in mind when we look at the costs, the attitudes that change, that the, the spirit, if it was there, wherever you are in the world, the kindness, the, the heart, that is pretty strong. That can survive a lot. So that that's maybe some good news, uh, but yeah. So Berlin was lovely. It's summer. It's really hot, and uh, people are happy to sit and chat and share. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to going back probably in November if everything works out. And indeed, source code Berlin, source code Berlin, the podcast is back this summer or this month, and it's uh, we're calling it the summer sessions. And you can listen to conversations about free knowledge about wikipedia but above all this idea of sharing information um, creating writing our own histories and the bigger theme this summer i would say is decentralizing it so that it doesn't all come from europe or north america really democratizing or, or finally getting some equity in this giant collection of knowledge uh, coming that should be coming from all over the world we're getting closer to that as a reality Uh, So the next thing that's going on that I definitely have to talk about and work on uh, in the next few weeks, and that will involve podcasting, many of you know from uh, many previous programs that one of my good friends is Matthew Dons, and Matthew Dons is in Japan, in Tokyo. He's a legend in the hacker community. He's a legend in my life, and he's also a legend in the world of podcasting. Um, He he loves it so, and, and he's done a lot with it. And as you've heard on this program, we've spoken with Matthew, he is in a battle for his life, and it is a battle that it is known he will not win at some point, though we can say that for everybody's life, but but Matthew's in a, in a more acute way because the cancer is, um, is powerful, is terminal. And uh, so you heard he and I in Japan, for example, just a couple of months ago. And indeed, uh, this summer has been a very difficult one. And, And discussing it with him, I said, I want to come back. I want to come see you. And he said, absolutely. So the ticket is purchased. I will be going in the beginning of September to Japan to see him. It looks like in the hospital in Fukushima. And I'll be trekking up there. I've never been there before. Uh, but I'm I'm more than uh, willing, and you know, at some level, happy to see my friend to to make a journey. Uh, but of course, there's that other level where just saying that I'm happy to make the trip doesn't seem to fully explain it, right? I'm also concerned, and in in deep thought about it. Uh, But so, that will be a return to Japan. That means hearing from at least Matthew in... in, um, I was going to say Tokyo, but in Fukushima. And maybe some other friends, uh, I would hope, while in Japan. We'll see. So, look forward to that. That's going to be a powerful few days. um, And I'm I'm thankful that I can get this opportunity. Um, Yeah. And so... This kind of naturally segues into something else. This weekend, uh, by the recommendation of my friend Helena, I picked up Tuesdays with Maury. Now, Tuesdays with Maury, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's from the 90s, actually. And I remember this as a name that got thrown around, right? Maybe because it was a book that people liked, that got a lot of respect. And Tuesdays with Maury is a story of a, a teacher a man uh, named Maury, but also his former student who starts or reconnects with him after many years after graduation when Maury has been diagnosed with ALS. And so this uh, former student starts to meet with him regularly. Matter of fact, it becomes a Tuesday visit, uh, and and hence the name. And Maury, as the weeks go by, months go by, because of the way ALS works, he's losing uh, control over his body, his bodily functions, which ultimately ALS results in the shutting down of your body and then death. But in the meantime, Maury and uh, this person have these conversations, Mitch is his name, Maury and Mitch have these conversations where Maury talks about what he's learned from life and what he sees and... You know, it's it's that situation that he's in that allows him to really see life at its bare, naked truth in many ways. And Mitch is listening and learning and and trying to understand. And many times, <laughs> doesn't need to try. It's 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 so clear from coming from this man. And also, what's amazing for podcast fans is that mitch recorded these conversations with maury and if you get the audio book version which i did i like audio books um and uh and he reads his own book mitch does uh which is fantastic love when an author reads their own book and um you get to hear at the end some of the great great moments of maury talking to mitch discussing oh all things love partnership uh priorities in life, children, uh, work, neighbors, love, that I mentioned love comes back all the time. And it's, it's an incredible book. I know I'm telling you like the least breaking news thing I've ever told you, but, uh, it, I just discovered it. I didn't know. Uh, and, uh, and it really has left a, a mark on me. Um, says, a, says a guy named Mark. Uh, but no, it's it's really left an imprint on me that I'm still processing by, by speaking, by writing, and even by recommending uh, to people who I think would really enjoy this discovery for themselves. I mean, I think everybody could enjoy this, but, you know, not everybody is ready to listen. That's the hardest part about podcasting, about advising or sharing, reaching out. Not everybody is ready to be... <laughs> To listen, to be, I don't know, if you want to use the word touched. Um, so, Tuesdays with Mori is incredible. I almost want to listen to it again, because I'd probably get something else out of it. And, uh, and you know, this is... I see something here, of course, with going to Japan, but it's not really about just the present situation. This These lessons... <sighs> everybody should hear them. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life so that you remember what what life is essentially and what's important. And, you know, every now and then I see written somewhere or a throwaway expression by people my age, we the middle-aged, because I think I am middle-aged now. uh, People will say, ah, being an adult, you know, I'm busy adulting, you know, we joke about it. Some people, yeah, oh, I wish I was a kid again. It's such a trap, you know. And and Maury talks about this this idea that youth is so great, and and well, I'll, you should hear him talk about it. Um, but you know, it's 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 partially of our own creation. This idea that adulting or being an adult is uh, a trap, or that we have this burden of Uh, this life that we lead that there's no time for anything there's no money for anything and i trust me i know money is uh, always an issue but so much of this is our own creation and i'm not just saying you as an individual i'm saying we as a society and it it doesn't just happen naturally there is something that is happening that is at work that we we do have a say over, but we choose not to exercise that say, or I don't know, or we just believe in it. You know, he talks a lot about culture. What's, what's this quote? I have it here. Let me go grab it. There's a Maury quote where he's talking about American culture because he's in, I believe, Boston. And he says, the culture we have does not make people feel good about themselves. And you have to be strong enough to say that if culture doesn't work, don't buy it. You no, know, don't buy it. Don't, don't be part of it. Me explaining Maury. Um, but you know, and what he talks about is how culture talks about more. You need to have more, get more, make more, be more. And what he realizes, well, actually what he realized at a young age, and then he continues to emphasize on his deathbed is that this is incorrect. This is not what leads to happiness, fulfillment, satisfaction and in fact what he points to uh, is that what really brings fulfillment is being responsible not for yourself that's common that's what everybody always says be responsible for your actions, take responsibility but no more he says take responsibility for the actions of others take responsibilities for others forget actions and this is something that our culture, and it's not just American, it's also Dutch, it's, it's Europe, it's it's spreading everywhere, if it's not already there, uh, this idea that you look out for number one, that's human, that's what it is to be human. And Maury says he has seen that this is not the case. And if you ask yourself, honestly, wherever you are in the world, and if you've ever you know really reached out and, and helped people and felt... What that brings you shared with others, then you probably know that that was, if you think about it, the happy moment, or the, those are the happy moments. And all that other stuff, getting the house, getting the thing maybe, maybe you had your moments with this stuff, but in the end, that's not what brings you the joy, that's not what brings you the satisfaction inside of you, right? I know, I know, you have a car, you can drive, feel comfortable and all that stuff, but, but really, is that the thing? I don't think so. I'm with Maury.
1: I keep thinking about this thing I read the other day about Ted Turner. He says, I don't want on my tombstone, he never owned a network, you know. He doesn't want to die before he owns a network. You see, what we've done, we've got a form of brainwashing going on. Only things is good, private property is good, Having lots of money is good. More and more money is good. It's all on the material level. And who is saying, hey, the most important things of life are not material? Love, friendship, having some spiritual connection, being in a community of loving people has nothing to do with commercialism, has nothing to do with ownership, has nothing to do with money. And people are so conditioned and so befogged that they have no perspective on what's important.
0: Uh, but uh, yeah, and this really has me on a kick this whole summer. I'm almost afraid sometimes to talk about it uh, because I wonder if people can handle it or if they'll write me off and stop listening because this stuff challenges our usual conversation. I mean, one of these days I'm going to talk about dating you know, and I just um I do not well, often I do not look forward to it. Um and, and part of the reason is I don't do the conversations that people typically do. Um, I think. I mean I could talk about the weather. <laughs> and it, it, it can be fascinating. I can have fun with it. But sometimes, you know, I want to talk about the power of your brain and what it can create. And I want to talk about uh, what we believe the economy is, and why is the economy what it is, and and I want to talk about family problems. I, I I want the the harder stuff, but also the the think abstractly stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know that everybody is ready for this. And if you say to me, "Hey, you'll find somebody who likes that," we're out there. I I know, I know. I look forward to it when it does happen. Um, but you know, when you're out here trying to meet people in the everyday and on the surface level it's um sometimes hard to know who or to find the people who who feel this way and who have the same or similar passion i don't know i don't know but that's a whole other episode perhaps um with help from friends uh so power of the mind the way we think you know that's that's where it's at i think you know as much as i'd love to hash out what's going on in politics and and why do people choose certain leaders. And when we do that on this podcast, and we'll have that again for sure. But for me, you know, before any of that is the question of how we think the way we think and why do we think this way? And why do we believe that it has to be this way when we have so much power as humans, as humans, as individuals, and of course, groups? You know, the individual mind is very powerful and this idea that you if you believe in something you can make it real (laughs) look at religion (laughs) you know enough people believe it it's real (laughs) Uh, one person can deny it but if you've got hundreds of thousands going no no this thing is real we're going to make it real we're going to build a building we're going to make a set of rules we're going to create all kinds of Hocus pocus and, and so forth. I mean, that's that's mind power, and uh I'm interested in this. Not so much because I want to create a religion. I don't, but I am interested in looking at myself, how I think, why I think that way, what what good does it do for myself, for the world, and uh, are there patterns that I can switch out of? And I'll give you a simple example: podcasting. Right? I used to love this. And I say used to. Not to say it's over, but there was a span of, I don't know, 10 years where this was pure, well, pure, it was joy, it was passion, it was a mission. And then, you know, what's happened over the last few years? Combination of things. I got, thankfully, a lot of interests and, and, and satisfaction from my offline life, from my non-public life, my, my private life. Um, but also, the world of podcasting exploded. And it's everywhere, and there's so much to listen to. I'm listening, I know. And somehow I arrived at this way of thinking that became very strong, which was I have nothing original to say, which was who would want to listen anyway? There's so much more out there. And, you know, maybe everybody has these moments. It's okay. But what happens when this becomes the dominant mode? And I think that is what happened to me. And I'm speaking now in the past tense because I very much want to change that. Uh, First of all, because I know that's not the whole truth. That's just one truth that I was really, I don't know, I allowed to take root in my head and it became a mantra. There's another interesting area, mantras. I've never understood mantras. I've never believed in them. And now I'm looking at them again and going, tell me more. (laughs) Tell me more about if I repeat something to myself that it becomes real because I feel like Even in not believing in mantras, I've been telling myself a story for a couple of years now, and I'm about ready to change the story. Matter of fact, this summer I have changed that story. It's a process, so I don't want to declare victory. I just want to say there is a change afoot, and uh, one thing that comes with it is recording, is speaking again, is not stopping the tape, so to speak— uh, because I don't like what I said or because I want to sound more professional, more competitive with all those other podcasts. No, this is, uh, this is me. This is the truth. And I know there are others out there that have their truth as well. This is mine. And you can choose to listen to this one, listen to theirs, listen to neither. There's so many choices. Uh, but you do have power and you can decide just as I can decide. And I have decided <laughs> to do this. All right, so that's probably it for now. Um, we've got, for me, two more weeks before the Japan trip. So I will be coming back in about a week. Um, I want to look at some old material anew. <laughs> I want to look at the old in with fresh eyes, new eyes. That's one thing I have coming up. And, uh, of course, I have a few friends always coming through the house here at Citizen Reporter, at the headquarters in Amsterdam. So we'll be having some conversations again. It's just that, uh, you know, got to do the solo programs every now and then. All right, so I recommended a book from the 90s. I talked about The Power of the Mind and Berlin, which is good for the soul. I think we've covered everything. Hey, wherever you are, I hope that you are indeed doing well. I hope that your pattern of thinking is bringing you some... Joy and satisfaction. And if it isn't, if it isn't, I dare you to do something about it. I, I, why wouldn't you do something about it? I, it's, it's, it's exciting to make a change. Uh, so I don't know. I wish that for you, whatever it is, in small and big ways. Until next time, citizenreporter.org is where you can find me. You can also listen to Source Code Berlin at sourcecode.berlin. And hey, there are a bunch of beautiful interviews at my kitchen table on realitiespodcast.com. I'll be throwing them up on here at some point, but you can go there too. All of these things are in your local podcast app. And if you're really a revolutionary, you can leave a comment either on the website or on Facebook, where I also post these shows. If you like Twitter, you can do that. But uh, you you choose. I'll uh, find you. And until next time, take care. See ya. See ya. Oh yeah, and my theme song is by uh, Sparrow Recording the great Nick Aflito. Before that, we had music by... What do we have music by today? Oh, yeah. Uh, Minor Sailor. (laughs) All right, I'm out of here. Bye.
1: I revised my aphorism, and I really believe this to be true, that the only road to survival is for taking responsibility to and for each other with compassion. If we don't, I don't think we're going to make it.